Anytime you put anything, anyone, any doctrine, any ideology, whatever, before God, it is idolatry. But Kendra, can you put yourself above God? Yes, you can. You can try. Welcome back to another episode of Create with Kendra, a place where you can be inspired, challenged, and changed. Happy Wednesday, everyone. I am so glad that God has allowed us to make it to this weekend. You believe that we are at the end of March? I promise you, we just celebrated New Year's Eve and New Year's Day not too long ago. It is going by so fast. I feel like the older we get, the quicker years be flying by. Anywho, I'm glad to be here with you all today. Here on Create with Kendra, we love to celebrate black entrepreneurs, businessmen, and women for doing what they do best, for shining their light ever so brightly. And today we are going to put our black entrepreneur highlight on light and glory candles. This business provides custom and vibrant smelling scent candles that are based on passages of scripture from the Bible. Y'all, I ain't playing with you when I say it. You can contact um, for business inquiries and to purchase your candle by emailing lightandglorycandles at gmail.com or sending a DM to Instagram at lightandglorycandles. We are super excited about this business. Much success to you, Esther. Um, We celebrate you for doing what God has called you to do. So for those that are new to Create with Kendra, I want to welcome you once again to this space. Um, This is a space where we all have the opportunity to get involved. And when I say that, I, I mean that there is a space for you to participate in the show. If you have any questions or topics of discussion that you would like to hear or have featured on the show, head on over to www.unassociated.com slash askkendra. That is un-associated.com slash askkendra. You can send in a voice message or you can type it out. We are super excited and delighted to always receive what It is that y'all are thinking about the listeners. It's important to incorporate your experiences, your questions into what we are doing here on the show. So the last bit of business before we get into um, our lesson today is um, if you feel it in your heart to donate to Unassociated, um, Unassociated is... Um, receiving donations um, year-round. And so what I want to share with folks is that the things that we do for Unassociated, keeping the website up, um, podcasts, expenses, right? All of these things, when it comes to ministry, ministry costs money. It does. 
It costs money to keep the programming going. It costs money to buy these different things in order to make what you see before you happen. And so if God is inspiring you to um, donate to this ministry, you can head over to www at un-associated.com slash donate for more information. Um, And we are so excited to receive any amount, whether if it's a dollar, whether if it's $10,000, I don't know, for those who can write fat checks. If you are listening, we are um, super delighted and appreciative for any donation that we receive, no matter the size, no matter the size. Amen. All right. So as a ministry, Unassociated has been dealing with the theme of pride. If you've been listening to Church Boy Confessions, if you've been reading um, the, the, the writing and the pieces that our writing team has been distributing over the past couple of weeks, there is a common theme of pride. And so what we're going to do is continue in that work, continue in that vein on that topic and subject of pride. Um, Today, more specifically, I want to narrow um, pride that it's not just an individual issue, but it is, it begins at an individual level and it can spread It can become infectious to where it's no longer one person harboring the spirit of pride. But it can also reach so far and spread so wide and become so infectious that it becomes systemic. That it can become the way in which a system moves. In the way in which an institution would move. And so today, I want to talk about pride when it comes to riches and power. Riches and power. Who doesn't want to be wealthy? Who doesn't want riches? Who doesn't want um, things at their disposal? Right? I don't know about you. I, I, I plan and I pray that the Lord will allow me to come into a good coin. Okay? Um, one of prosperity. However, um, for those that are having that aspiration or even living in that reality, the riches is not the issue. The success is not the issue. The issue is the pride behind it. And I was talking to, um, my students, I was talking to my students and, we were discussing we were discussing white supremacy. And in my class, I teach that white supremacy is we are we are not talking about individuals even though individuals do participate in the system, but we're talking about white supremacy as a systematic issue. And I had a, a an image of the sea. Under the sea, there is an image of fish 
swimming in the ocean blue and right in the middle of the of the photo was a great white shark and i would ask my 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 students um if white supremacy was on this photo for those that don't know i teach black studies so roll with me <laughs> um i said if white supremacy was on this photo I want you to point out to me what element represents white supremacy. Like I said, I told you, I teach them that it is not the individual people, but it is a systemic issue. And someone raised their hand and will say, Professor Amos, I think it's the fish. Because the fish are all clustered together and they're just doing their own thing. And then others would say, Professor Amos, I think it's the shark because the shark looks ferocious and it has these teeth that are so sharp and it's looking like it's after its own prey. And then another would say, Professor Amos, it's the water. The systemic issue is the water. Because there is no escaping it. And that's what it is. We live in a world that is full of pride. When you look on social media, you look on the news, you look at governments, you look at kingdoms, you look at companies, you even look at influencers music artists and you can see and you don't have to have your bifocal your bifocals on like I do to see the level of pride that is overtaking our world and so same to 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 you those that are listening let us not look just at the individual but let's look a little deeper of this system. And when we look at the system, let's go even deeper and look at the spirit of pride. All right, y'all. Let's get our Bibles. Let's go to the word of God. The word of God is life. The word of God is everything that we need. It is our basic instructions before leaving earth. And it is where we're going to go today. I don't even have it on my uh, my uh, digital notes. I have my actual Bible. And this thing is heavy. Lord Jesus. It is heavy. So we're going to Ezekiel chapter 28. Ezekiel chapter 28. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Okay. Ezekiel chapter 28. Now, I want to give a little context before we get to it. As you all are turning the pages or scrolling on your Bible app, I want to give a little um, context to what we are going to be reading and studying for today. Um, I guess this podcast has has uh, transitioned into a classroom. 
Now, when it comes to prophecy, Ezekiel, the man of God that we are reading um, about or reading as far as the one who is delivering this message, prophecy will come in a few different ways. One, prophecy will come as hope, as an encouragement to the people of God. And also prophecy can come as a rebuke or a judgment. And today we are going to be unpacking a particular prophecy that Ezekiel is giving to a kingdom. This prophecy is not of hope, but this one is of judgment. Okay. So that we see that, um, in this text, this prophecy is of judgment and there is a kingdom and a ruler of Tyre. And Tyre is known as today what we would call Lebanon. Just for my historians and folks who want to find it on the map, that is the region of where we will find um, this kingdom. Now, the, the ruler of this particular kingdom of Tyre, his name is Etobel. And the prince, Prince Etobel, his name means Baal is with him. Follow me when I'm saying this. His name alone means Baal is with him. Now, for those that don't know, Baal is an idol God. Baal is a false God that was oftentimes worshipped in place of Yahweh. Jehovah, the true and living God. So we have this prince, this prince of Tyre, right? And let's, 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 let's begin to read. And the word of the Lord came to me again, saying, son of man, say to the prince of Tyre, thus says the Lord God, because your heart is lifted up and you say, I am a God and I sit in the midst of the seas, yet you are a man and not God. Though you set your heart as a heart of God in quotes, behold, I'm wiser than Daniel. There is no secret that can be hidden from you. With your wisdom and your understanding, you have gained your riches for yourself and gather gold and silver into the treasuries. By your great wisdom and trades, you have increased your riches and your riches is lifted up because of your riches. And your heart is lifted up because of your riches. And this is what Prince of Tyre is saying to himself. Therefore, actually, before we before we continue, I want to stop there. Now, this Prince of Tyre is is very wealthy. He was known to have been conquering nations around him and extracting goods from other nations. Hmm, that sounds very familiar. But I digress. Back to the text. <laughs> And so he's so rich and he's so powerful. And he says to himself that he's greater than, da- than, than Daniel because Daniel was known for his wisdom. Daniel was known for his leadership. But he says, hey, I'm so rich and I'm so prosperous. I could be a God. He has set his own heart as a God. And that's who he believes himself to be. 
Let's continue to read y'all. Verse six, therefore, thus said the Lord God, because you have set your heart as a heart of a God, behold, therefore, I will bring strangers against you, the most terrible of nations, and they shall draw their swords against the beauty of your wisdom and defile your splendor. They shall throw down into the pit and you shall die a death, the slain in the midst of the sea. We'll stop there. Now this prince is receiving this word from the prophet of the Lord that not because he was rich is the issue. Not because he was prosperous is the issue. But the issue remains his heart posture. How he could say that he is a God and he is so great and he is so powerful. That is idolatry in itself. Anytime you put anything, anyone, any doctrine, any ideology, whatever before God, it is idolatry. But Kendra, can you put yourself above God? Yes, you can. You can try. You'll never amount to it. We'll never be equal to him. Because God has no rival. He has no equal. No one competes or compares to the almighty God. It don't work like that. But there are people in the world. There are kingdoms in the world. that Administrations in the world. That will set themselves as undefeated call themselves the kings call themselves as big and wise and great as they want to be but anytime you try to come against and to challenge God as being a God yourself woe to you and this is what um, the prophet is sharing to this kingdom. Amen. Let's continue. Let's continue to read. We're going to skip down um, to verse. Let's see. Where are we going to go? We're going to skip down to verse 11. And now we're talking about now the heading of this, of this particular uh, portion of the scripture says the lamentation for the King of Tyre. And one thing I want to share before we get into this portion of the scripture, you cannot talk about pride without talking about Satan. Look here. I'm say it again. You can't talk about pride. Without talking about Satan. Because Satan himself. Is dealing and I say dealing currently dealing with the consequences of his pride. And it's easy for him to decorate and to show how good pride can look to the human eye. 
but will never believe, but will never reveal its deception and how it could lead to death. Okay, let's read Ezekiel chapter 28 verses, uh, starting at verse 11. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre and saying to him, thus saith the Lord God. You are the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. And you were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The Cerritus, topaz and diamonds, pearl, onyx and jasper, sapphire, turquoise and emerald with gold. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes were prepared for you and the days were created. Verse 14. You are the anointed cherubim who covers. I established you and you are on the holy mountain of God. You walked back from the forth to the midst of the fiery stones and you were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you let's stop right there so who was this king of tyre who is this person many bible scholars believe that the king of tyre because at first we were dealing with the prince of tyre but we got to dig a little deeper y'all we look at the prince and his vanity, his pride, his covetousness. But the prince is not acting alone. There is a spirit behind. So the king of Tyre is referring to Satan. Now, the Bible has many names for Satan. The king of Tyre is what we're talking about. How do we know that? Because in verse 13, it says, you were in Eden, the garden of God. And he begins to describe who, who Lucifer, before he was cast down, was. The Bible declares that he was, was beautiful the bible shares that he was covered in every precious stone there was that his timbrel and pipes timbrel and pipes right that represents the instruments he was music he didn't just represent music he was music beautiful and not only that, verse 14 says, you were the anointed cherubim. And a cherubim is a worshiper. He was the anointed cherubim that God established. In verse 15, it says, you were perfect in your ways from the days that you were created. When God made him, he was perfect already. Till. Somebody say till. Till iniquity was found in you imagine that 
being an anointed cherubim clothed in precious stones the most beautiful being music having the the privilege to worship god in heaven but there was iniquity found there was pride found iniquity is immortal wickedness there was wickedness found in him There was wickedness found in him. So what do we do? God is not sharing his glory with no man. And because Lucifer was cast down and because he was exiled out of heaven, He knows the ropes and wants to perpetuate that same exile to you, that same exile to me, by doing it not just individually, but doing it systematically. Y'all catch it. Doing it systematically. If he can put nation against nation, if he can put race against race, if he can put denomination against denomination, if he can pin all these differences and say, and get us to think that we are better than, higher than, more capable than God, then we join him. Because let me remind you that the devil has not seen the lake of fire yet. But it's coming. And he wants to gather everyone that is willing to take that chance to end up where he's going. And I want to remind us that God is God. And we are not. He is sovereign. And we are not. He is holy. He is perfect. He is everything. We are not. And I'm not saying that to put anyone down. But understand this. God is the creator of all things. He's powerful. And not only that, he tends to us specifically. I don't have the capabilities of being God. If, if, if I was, which I'm not, I would have, I would forget to wake some people up. I would forget to work miracles this way. I'd forget to protect these people. I would just forget. I can't even remember where I put my cell phone half the time. We don't have the capacity to be God because we're human. And people of God, we have to be careful. We have to be careful about what we ingest, what we accept, 
Oh, Lord Jesus. We got to be careful. And when I was, I was doing this study, God told me to remind um, us of a particular artist. Now, when it comes to music, music, each song, each genre carries a spirit. We're going to be real about that. And God told me to remind us that we have to be very aware and discern spirits. Because don't think that you are so good that pride, the spirit of pride can't sneak up on you. Look at this. Jay-Z. What do folks call him? Or what does he call himself? Jay? Or Hova? What is Jay and Hova? Jehovah? There is only one Jehovah. So how do we have a man of flesh and bones, born in sin, shaped in immortal wickedness, like all of us, call himself Jehovah? And we not looking like, huh? We accepting it? We good with it? Come on. <laughs> Come on. God is not just a God of judgment. But God is also, I mean, God is not just a God of, of love, but a God of judgment too. And there will come a time to where we have to choose the pride of our own selves or Jesus. And I hear the Lord saying right now, <laughs> God, you're funny. Um, to tell my testimony. <laughs> and, uh, Oh Lord Jesus. Um, not too long ago, a few weeks. So this is not like something that I've conquered years, like years ago. Like this happened maybe at the start of March, late February. So I was laying in bed and um, a friend of mine, I'm trying to wrap this story up. Um, a friend of mine sent me a video and she sent me this video of this um this young woman, um, her name is Lala Jenkins, and it was a video on how she denounced her sorority. And she was given scriptures, and it was a really great, informative, um, Holy Spirit-led video. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is deep. Um, but this is exactly what people need to hear, right? I'm like, this is a great video. And in the suggested videos on YouTube, right? Mind you, I'm still laying in bed. <laughs> I hadn't even got up. And it was a video on Beyonce. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to skip that one. 
<laughs> if you don't know, um, I was a super Beyonce fan, like super Beyonce fan. And I say that because I grew up with her. Some people grew up listening to Janet Jackson. Some people grew up listening to Whitney Houston. And Beyonce was definitely one of those people that I grew up listening to and greatly admired. Um, but I was like, I'm going to skip this video because I don't want this lady to convict me. Pride. You see how subtle that is? Rejecting conviction because you don't want to feel wrong. Pride. And God spoke to me and he said, okay, Kendra, well, how can it be that this woman, the video that you just finished watching, how can you say that was a Holy Spirit led video and this one isn't? Did I not, can I not use her in this video just like I did in the last one? And I was like, oh, okay, God, I'm gonna watch this video. And I watched it. <laughs> and I watched the video and this 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 lady began to unpack all of the all of the demonic symbolism lyrics idolatry how be how beyonce embodies oshun the goddess oshun right in her music videos in her in her lyrics in her songs and this I this idol is not just uh, an idol, and some people can say, "Oh, well, it's not real." No, that's a demon, yo. All these zodiac signs and all these other false gods, and in uh, Apollo and in Oshun and in Euphrates and all that, all that stuff. Those are demons. <laughs> They're demons, period. And I was just like. Dang. And God God had already been showing me, Kendra, you need to cut her music out. And it's not to say that Beyonce's music from Jump was bad. But there was a point in her artistry where there was a shift. I personally would say it was from the shift started from her 2013 album. Bow down. Huh? Bow down to who? Bowing is a, a sign of reference. Sign of worship. And from that point on, it just, it just, it just became something I didn't want to admit. <laughs> it did. And there was a song God showed me that was like, this is demonic. And I was like, well, God, I just won't listen to this song. But that morning, after I finished watching that video and I hadn't even gone on social media ain't hit, hit up Instagram, ain't hit up TikTok, ain't hit up Facebook or nothing. And before I got out the bed, God said, choose. And I was like, oh, I got to choose. He said, choose. And obviously I'm going to choose God. Like, <laughs> Like, obviously, I'm going to choose God, but I'm not going to lie to you. There was, 
a, a part of me that was sad, a part of me that was lamenting because I grew up listening to her music and watching her movies and went to her concerts and all this stuff. And God told me to choose. I was just like, oh, man. And I chose God. I don't care who you are. I don't care whatever a thing may be. I will forever choose God. And I got up and I deleted all of her music. And I was like, ouch, ooh, Lemonade was a good album, child. Ooh, ooh, got to get rid of that. Ooh, Grown Woman, that's my jam. Oh, my goodness. Four was a good album. I had to get rid of all of it. And I did. And not only that, I had prayed a prayer of repentance. Because when God told me to shut it down the first time, (laughs) I didn't. I did it my way. Pride. Not only pride, but that was disobedience. And delayed obedience is disobedience. Oh, Lord Jesus. Look, I'm still breathing heavy. (laughs) But I had to really like, uh, I had to really sit with that. What are you willing to give up? If God told you to give up your fraternity or sorority because each organization has a God or a goddess, would you give it up? If God told you to get rid of music that is woven in demonic practices, would you give it up? And what about the way that you're doing things is better than God's commandment? And also disobedience is pride. Well, God, the music that I listen to makes me feel good and it gives me good energy, so I'll just keep it. No. Or God, my organization is rooted in community service and we do a lot of things for people, so I'm just going to stay in it. No. (laughs) And that part is like, goons in the street do community service. You're going to take care of yours. You're going to take care of your people. You know, it's like, at what cost? At what cost? And so, as Ezekiel gives this warning to the Prince of Tyre, I too give a warning to this generation. And this is not the fun part (laughs) of being a podcast host or being a teacher, but I want to look out for your soul. And God 
wants you entirely. He doesn't want a portion of you because how moated would we feel? How disappointed and devastated would we feel if we lived a life of pride, not giving up what is killing us? To get to judgment and God say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. I don't know about you, but I'm not living this life to hear the words depart from me. I never knew you, you worker of iniquity. Absolutely not. I'm not here for it. (laughs) It's a no. It's a no. It's a hard no. And I ask God all the time. Show me me. Show me the wickedness that's in me so I can repent, so I can turn it around. And being a Christian isn't like, oh, I'm perfect and there's nothing wrong with me and there's something in me that needs correction. No, I'm a Christian. I've been saved since I was nine years old and God corrected me a few weeks ago. Shoot, God corrected me last week. (laughs) But that's another story. But I just came here just to tell you all that God is God and we are not. That the instructions that he gives us is for us to prosper. It is for us to be in good health. It is for our souls. All of this this wealth, this you know, rich and famous lifestyle, social media, and hey, even this podcast is temporary. But what really matters is the word of God. What'll stand forever is the word of God. So that is the message that I have today. I hope that this blessed you um, to take a look into yourself. And that is my challenge for all of our listeners to look into yourself and ask God, Lord, what in me isn't right? What amount of pride am I holding on to that I won't relinquish? Amen. So let's pray. I'm going to pray over everyone that is listening to this. And even for those folks that aren't listening to this, if you are connected to someone that needs this message, please share it. And as we um, conclude this episode, we will be praying for them as well. Amen. So with all heads bowed and hearts um, and minds clear, Father, we thank you. We praise you for your goodness, your kindness, and your mercy. We praise you for your word, God. Your word is greater than life itself. We thank you for your correction because the Bible declares that you correct those who you love. God, thank you so much for loving us so much that you would correct us so we can align with what it is that you want us to do. God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for those that have been inspired to give up and to throw away and to um, denounce things, God, that are not pleasing to you. God, I pray that you give them courage. I pray that you give them the light that they need to, to, to follow you in every way possible. God, I pray right now that you work on the hearts those prideful hearts, God. God, I pray for those people that are living prideful lives that you do a work in them. That they are not turned over to a reprobate mind. God, you are concerned about our souls. You are concerned about us after we leave here on earth. God, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you for 
the work that you're doing for people like Lala Jenkins and other young men and young women that are proclaiming the truth, proclaiming God's word, even when it's not popular. God, we give you praise and glory and honor. Um, It is due to you for you are God and we are not. We declare your goodness and your greatness. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God and amen. <sighs> All right, y'all. That is the word that I have for this week that God has for us um, this week. I love you all so much. There is nothing that you can do about it. I'm continuing to keep you all in prayer as you keep me in prayer. All right, y'all. Until next week, beautiful people. Be blessed.